How are we doing, everyone? It's Fit Food Radio, episode 107. And it's me, Matty Boy Whitmore, with the one and only Keris Marston. How do? Oh, do. <laughs> Guys, I hope you are all well and enjoying the podcasts so far. Today, we want to talk a little bit about... Social stress. Social stress. Social stress. Social stress, social health. Social health, maybe, yeah. So... What, did you remember at school you had personal and social education? Did you have that? I don't remember that, no. We, were just, we just whinged and whinged about it. We were like, Whoa. Why was it boring? I can't remember what it was. I don't know. Oh, God, that's well, yeah. that's Speak, that's speaks volumes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, I, I don't know, I, I've never heard of it, but I maybe... I can tell you a little bit of something from my physics, I can tell you something from my maths, not a lot these days, something from my biology, like quote, you know, you remember little mm. things from school, Pythagoras theorem, all that kind of stuff. PSE, nothing. I can't even remember a single piece of information. It was so personal. (laughs) The teacher didn't tell us. Can't tell you. It's personal. Can't tell you. Sit there in silence for for the whole period. What inspired this subject, Keris? Because this isn't what we planned to talk about on this episode. No, we haven't. We have loads of ideas and then we focus in. But I suppose generally, a couple of things really. Every time I have a, a session with a client, you're always kind of trying to get to know that person. And you look at everything. We've talked a bit, a bit before on the podcast about things like purpose, fulfillment, social isolation. And we've talked loads about the value of relationships. But the reason I wanted to kind of just do almost like a, a kind of overview of the topic social health is because I really struggle with certain cases that I'm working on and obviously kind of observing as well in, in, in um, clinics when you can kind of see that the environment and the relationships are kind of holding someone back from getting healthy. Mm-hmm. And there's loads of ways that can happen. And it does become a physical thing. It does affect your physiology. I know there is research there and there is science to this, that when we change how we think, it completely changes our biochemistry. So mm-hmm. they say your biology, your beliefs become your biology. And, and you know, there's different phrases that kind of explain how it happens. Or we talk about what's called the neuroendocrine immune system, but you can literally, but you know this, like you can think in a certain way that you can then start to feel your heart rate change. Like you can start to escalate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that is, you know, things like anxiety. Yes, it's driven by hormones, but it came first from the, the thought, if the that thought makes process, sense, in your, yeah. your perception of that situation. So when you step back for a second, okay, we're kind of getting our head around all of that, but we're still not kind of applying it to what we do on a daily basis. We still keep just getting up every day going to work, spending time with the same people and never stepping back and and kind of questioning all of those different things. And some of them are really big to change, like, you know, your career or, you know, where you live and who you live with, the big things to change. But there are little things that you can start to question now. And one is your kind of social circle. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I'm saying this is because I see a lot of people who are kind of, you know, exhausted and not supported and like trying to do too much. And one of the reasons is that their social circle doesn't support their health. Mm-hmm. And this could be because it's, I mean, we're going to talk about loads of different reasons why this might be, but I want people to start, you know, kind of just stepping back a bit more and going, I spend a lot of time with this person or I give up a lot of, you know, you know, my time or prioritize this person and their needs, but is it the right thing to do? And it, it's not that, you know, we're going to say, right, you need to start, you know, <laughs> slashing your, your kind of, you know, your social circle in half. But maybe you do. Like, I really think some people do need to scale mm-hmm. back a little bit. Because when you go on your health journey, it becomes your priorities change, your your kind of values change a little bit, what you like doing changes. So there is that kind of natural uh, evolution where you're going to migrate towards people and more, maybe they but, go to gyms and things. But, 
But I was going to say, because I, I do believe that everyone kind of has their, I suppose you could say, like, friends for life. You know, like, I've got my friends who I totally imagine being a, a grumpy old man with. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just, like, maybe, like, still going to the pub or playing golf when we're, like, 70-odd. Or, I don't know why I say golf, I've never played in my life. You will. But I might do when I'm older. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Um, got plenty you of time. You can't box or do rugby anymore yeah. or play football. It's like <laughs> when I'm that. so broken, <laughs> yeah. I can just about swing a golf club. You can get in a golf cart <laughs> with a pub. Um, that's all we do, just go joyriding around a golf court all yeah. day. Golf course, even. You know, and I've got those friends who, for me, I just, I just I always imagine will be there. But then I, I also think there's people that are friends, but almost they're there for a a chapter, if you yes, like, yeah. of your life, and they're not necessarily a forever friend. Yeah, and, and I just feel like that, that there are some friends that serve a purpose, and you don't always realise that at the time. Like, I look back at some friendships, and don't get me wrong, I still would consider that person a friend, and if I met up with that person, I'd know they doubt have, like, a, a great time. Because yes. obviously that they were a friend, you know, like, and, and we, you know, might have been through a certain thing together or, you know, a certain, like, like I say, chapter in our lives. But I think sometimes we try so hard to cling on to a friendship because it's almost like it's the done thing. Yeah. Oh, I need to, I need to hold on to this. I'm trying to word this in a way that doesn't like just sound weird, but... But something I've realised, actually, like, like I say, there's loads of you that I consider friends, but I haven't seen or spoke to for yeah. God knows how long. Yeah, yeah. Yet, like I say, I could bump into them tomorrow, go for a beer and have a bloody great time. Yeah. But it's almost like they're still a classed as a friend, but they're not that friend who I still feel a need or a want to kind of catch up with all the time. But this, this, is a, this can be, and I think this is... Did that make sense? Yeah, it did absolutely make sense. And this can be one of the negative ways that we approach friendship is that we try and hold on to them all, all the time when, like you've just said, it doesn't serve you at that time or like you've just said, you're, it's just been a natural kind of, it's just been a bit of a kind of transient friendship. And if you're trying to, if I try to invest equal amounts of time in all my friends, I wouldn't get anything done. That's not because I've got loads of friends, but as I've got older... I've got nearly 5,000, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, no. On Facebook. I think, you're, <laughs> I think you're lucky if you've got five good friends. I don't really mean that. And I've got, I'm really lucky. I've got loads. But in terms of that I see on a regular basis, I've got university friends. I've done three courses now. I think like three university style courses. So each one of them came with a bunch of friends. Mm. Like, And then you've got your school friends, like you've said. And I think the way that I kind of reassure thing, myself is... The thing that, is as well, though, it's like it gets to that, you know, because you have like your friends and then you have like the really close friends who you you buy gifts for and I just always think like you know if you have too many close friends <laughs> it's going to work out really expensive, expensive yeah. <laughs> but also it's, it's not just that I think it's as much as these are really important there becomes an element definitely running a business where you've had a lot of time where I haven't been able to make reunions and birthdays and things it becomes a massive guilt trip that kind of sets in and I, I've had well, to when, really when you cancelled mine this year I weren't too happy <laughs> yeah. to be fair I'm busy <laughs> yeah. like what <laughs> <laughs> and I'm broke, you know, having a present. <laughs> but like, there just becomes a time where that that guilt is quite a factor, and people are, you know, kind of showing up to things because they're like, well, I have to. I don't really want to, and I'm tired. If I'm honest, like, you know, it doesn't really work. There's a lot of, and what I've often said is, one of my best friends from when I was like ten, we kind of hook up. She lives over in America now, but we we hook up and kind of go. 
We don't speak for months. And sometimes, even throughout our lives, we've drifted slightly apart and then we just always come back to each other. Mm. And then when we get on the phone, it's like we spoke, it's like we're 10 and we're running up a, a BT phone bill that's going to be £110. I remember that one. We got absolutely rollicked for it. But it's the same as if we were... I love that word. What? Rollicked. It's a bit It's a bit nicer than the other version. But that friendship, she understands if I don't get in touch and don't and yeah. ignore her, it's not because I'm ignoring her. And she also, you have that relationship where, you know, if I pick up the phone tomorrow... If, God forbid, anything happened to you and I said I need somewhere to live, her door would be open. It'd be expensive to get there, admittedly. She yeah. was over in Washington. Come to Washington, D.C. <laughs> but, so the reason I'm kind of saying this, I think we should kind of go from the top, is there is science and research to show that people who have good, solid social groups that they kind of network with, because humans are designed to be, we lived in tribes, we're supposed to be around people. That's how our whole kind of health systems are almost geared to, yeah, yeah. you know, our immune system's happiest. Community. And, but our immune system is happiest when we're around other people. When we're socially isolated, what we're seeing in, in the research is inflammatory markers come up because your immune system is a bit like, I'm on my own here. I need a, a defense, yeah. you know, could be attacked at any time. So we see immune markers and risk factors increase. And I'm just going to... Well, this is like, you know, it's, it's one of the common behaviors that um, the blue, you know, the blue zones in the world, you know, which has got the highest amount of centenarians those that live above, a, did I get that right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, those that live above 100, you know, a, a big behaviour they share is is that sense of community, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, completely. You know, and, and, and we've seen it in people where we can see there's, there's a solid community. But let me just read this study to you because there was a quote from it. Well, the kind of result of this study that was done, it was a meta-analysis that was done, which is where they get loads of other studies, basically compile them and then draw some conclusions. So in this study because it's several studies compiled, it's social relationships and mortality risk, a meta-analytic review, 308,000, yeah, sorry, I don't think, just over 308,000 people, individuals followed for seven and a half year, years. And the outcome was basically that social relationships have a 50% greater likelihood, uh, individuals with adequate, sorry, social relationships have a 50% greater likelihood of survival compared to those with poor or insufficient social relationships. And the magnitude of the effect was comparable to quitting smoking and also uh, exceeds many well-known risk factors for mortality, including obesity and physical inactivity. And they were saying one of the kind of conclusions that they could draw was having poor social relationships with the equivalent of smoking 15 cigarettes a day. And I know you rolled your eyes at that and you were like, how can you think, how can you say that when you think of like biochemical individuality? Yeah. Well, I, just, I never so. understand the like, oh, you know, comparing something like that to a habit such as smoking. Yeah, not doing Do, do you know it's, what I mean? It, it, when you think of like individuality, but remember, these are like massive conclusions. But again, it's just something that I do feel people go about their day. And even now people are getting the message, obviously, you know, okay, I need to eat this way. I need to hit the gym. I need to meditate. La, 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 la. I'm trying to meditate, you know. But, <laughs> but no one is stopping and going, what about my social relationships? Like, do mm -hmm. I need to sit down and evaluate whether they work for me at this point in time. And here's another thing I just want to kind of, again, I've used this before. Sometimes with clients, I don't, obviously I don't quote in this way that I'm talking to you, but there's something called Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Now, if anyone out there has ever done psychology, you'd be way more kind of advanced at this stuff than me, but I just found this really interesting when I came across it. And it's the kind of needs of a human being, essentially. Yeah. So the, if you just put this into Wikipedia, you'll get um, a little pyramid that comes up. And at the very top of the pyramid is self-actualization. Which, do you know what that means? Uh, no. 
<laughs> so I didn't have it, so I was like, what does that mean? Um, so I had a quick look at it and they were saying, basically it was, uh, term was originally introduced and it's expressing one's creativity, quest for spiritual enlightenment, pursuit of knowledge and desire to give to and positively transform society. So it's kind of like purpose, I think, and, mm-hmm. you know, like creativity is like a big part of that. So that's yeah, that sense one. sense of purpose, that makes sense. Yeah, so I'm just kind of doing that one. Next one is esteem, love and belonging, safety and uh, physiological. So that's things like you need water, you need food, you need shelter. Yeah. But... When you go along those things, like just now, if you're doing a little bit of an audit, things like safety, love, belonging, a big part of that is whether you're secure in those relationships, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And yeah. if you think at any point a friend's going to drop you if you don't reply to the WhatsApp message or yeah. judge you if you don't pick up the phone, then this is a relationship you really need to assess, if that makes sense. And yeah. it's probably not a, a positive relationship. And there are different types of people, I think, that we've talked about this before, that can come into your life that can be energy drainers or, you know, maybe slightly full of themselves, but you're kind of either you're stuck with them because you work with them or, you you know, they're kind of in your environment. There's not a lot yeah. you can do about it. Or maybe you're slightly drawn to them because, like at school, where you kind of wanted to be friends with maybe the bully because they were the most popular person or you were safer if you were friends with them than than not being. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're kind of drawn towards these people. And then some theories are that if they kind of represent figures in your family, like a father figure or, you know, mother figure that that you've been taught you should love, then you hang around with these people. But in the meantime, they're destroying your own kind of self-esteem and and your perception of yourself and your strength to kind of, you know, like exist without them, if that makes sense. Independence. So I thought just really that I wanted to do a talk on this kind of thing so that we could get people stopping for a second and going, right, there are some relationships that we can't change in life, family, you know, but could you adapt, you know, in terms of your role with that person or the time that you spend with that person or even just start a dialogue with that person, you know, where you're kind of like, look, I really do want to help you at this point in time. But, you know, when we look at communication now, these people can get hold of you at any point in the day. Mm. And I think that's really it's kind of damaging a little bit to our health because, you know, if you, if you are a person who's very generous with your time and always wants to help, it just means that <laughs> at some point in the day, someone is always going to be asking you for help as well, mm. likely. Well, you know, it's, uh, I suppose it's that classic saying, isn't it? It's like, uh, you know, g- give an inch and they take a mile type thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, which I know is normally quite a negative expression, but I think sometimes people can potentially... I don't know, become a reliant upon you, which I don't think is ever healthy. I don't think relying on anyone or whatever is, is ever a healthy thing. You know, like we rely on each other, don't get me wrong, but we don't solely rely on one another or, or our friends for certain things, do we? No, no. Um, I think, I mean, that's a good place to start, I suppose, is first of all, start with your partner relationship. Yeah. I think that's a really good place to stop and say, like, are your needs being met in terms of, do you? <laughs> we, we good? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Right. <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, there was this one thing. No, I'm joking. Um, and yeah, but I think about, and, and it's interesting because I talked to a lot of female friends about this who were kind of, um, in fact, at the weekend, I was talking to a female friend about this and I was saying, I used to meet up in um, in my 20s with a, with a load of friends and all we used to do was was kind of moan about our boyfriends oh they did this like I cooked dinner and they didn't turn up and it's always with his friends always boozing and watching football doesn't pay me any attention I don't feel attractive you know all that kind of stuff and um, (laughs) what was really nice was talking to the weekend about that I was like I haven't done that 
since I met you, really. Like, so there we oh, go. Glad like, to hear it. <laughs> a need has been met. Yeah, <laughs> I need you to not watch football. No, I'm joking. No, but it, it's like I don't meet up with friends and moan about you. Like, I, I, I don't. So I think it's a really nice reflection on. But but I've definitely been in relationships where I did. Because I don't let you out of the house. Because <laughs> I'm never not with you, <laughs> so I can't. <laughs> Can I talk to you about that? Oh, you are that. Oh, bloody hell. Um, but starting off by looking at what are your expectations from the relationship and we are not like obviously like relationship counsellors but both of us have been in the wrong relationship and then hopefully I think you'll agree don't say if you don't that we're now in the right relationship and therefore we kind of know we've experienced both so it's it's nice and I think a lot of people are wandering around with somebody who they that doesn't put in effort doesn't tell them you know you need that right balance this is going to be individual but you need that right balance between knowing that someone loves you but is in love with you cares for you thinks you look cracking really motivates you and challenges you and kind of encourages you to push boundaries so has your back if you want to jump out of your job rather than being like stay in your job because it just yeah. makes life a lot easier for you know like wants to those kind of thing I think that's really important and everyone else will have different perceptions of this but then also isn't kind of letting you walk all over them like that there's nothing worse than that yeah, either yeah. so and also when you speak and say what your needs are, they're not belittled in any way and, and you're not told that it's... And that's something that I see that's very common, you know. If you, if you know your gut feeling is, I'd like to have this, then right, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah, Anything well, to comment on that? What's, 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 what's Matt's needs? Yeah, <laughs> or man's needs from, from your partner's relationship? Can you speak for the... For the masses? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's such a unique thing, isn't it, in terms of what people look for in a relationship... And I think for most people, it is very much a, a journey, if you like, and it takes time to, to kind of figure these things out. Yeah. You know, and you learn like from past relationships, you know, and because bear in mind that, you know, past relationships at one point were bloody amazing. Yeah, yeah. And you couldn't, point, yeah, yeah. you couldn't imagine being with or any or anywhere else yeah. you know this is me I'm, I'm so happy chemistry is a wonderful thing and, and but of course <laughs> we we both know that the that, that can change chemistry doesn't equal compatibility necessarily does it i don't think no no definitely not and, and i think as well like very much like you know you you go through a journey as an individual but you also go through a journey as a couple and sometimes i think you you might well find out you're on t- two different trains if you know what I mean yeah, yeah you know just going in different directions so it's not that you don't get along it's not that you don't like one another's personalities or, or whatever but you just might be at a slightly different destination or whatever to the other person and just at that time it's just like you say the compatibility isn't there that's, um, a, that's a really good point, actually, because one of the things that's talked about on the Maslow's hierarchy of needs is that they took into account the human being's desire to grow and know more and develop. And what I tend to see is that happens more in one person than the other. So if one person is wanting to grow and know and become, you know, again, it's like a kind of, you know, just keep progressing themselves and mm-hmm. do professional development and or academic development, whatever it might be, and the other person is like, I'm just happy with Netflix and a beer. Or I said that like it was a man, and actually, it's just like an actual yeah. thing. Like, like, I've never could seen be a you woman. <laughs> could be. Like, but you know, if your if your partner is like, no, nah, like nothing, like flat, flat is the best way to put it. Mm. And again, I've seen that quite a few times where you kind of see couples together, and I'm like, this person's so proactive and progressive, and this person is like flat, like 
I think that has to be worked through personally before one affects the other. Because also the other thing that was shown in these studies was that if you spent time with people who were prone to being kind of low and depressive and those kind of things, it affected, you know this, it affects your mood mm. and pulls you down. And, and it's that kind of, as we said, like who you hang with, you might become at some point. So if they're very negative and those kind of things. So I think it's it's that can become a bit of a kind of contrast in or a kind of conflict slightly in that relationship. So it's important to address that. But I also think, we talked about this the other day, it was like we go out so many times for dinner or or whatever and we see people in silence all the time. Yeah, just sat know, there, just sat in silence. on their phones. I think, or... I think conversation is, is really important. And, yeah. and we um, were saying at the weekend that the art of conversation is dying because everyone's on their phones all the time. Yeah. And we get that. And like, there are occasions that, you know, I always think, gosh, what if someone's going to like see us out in public now, both on our phones, not talking. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> not, it's not like we've never been at the dinner table and not had our phone out. Like, no, and, it does happen, it's, but it's, it's rare. But I think, I think you've almost got to challenge yourself as a partnership to say, let's leave the phones at home. Let's leave the phones in the handbag, phones in the pocket. Actually, you are naturally going to end up on them and I think it's something that you just do out of habit but it's slightly addictive one of you says something and the other goes oh I just check that you know and that next yeah. thing you know you're scrolling through Facebook and you're like you're supposed to be looking up like what time the, the gym opens or you know like but you're not you scroll through Facebook you can't help yourself it's there and it is so addictive and I think it's sad because we are losing the art of conversation now and both you and I have commented on it like a second or a minute max before someone starts to look at the plane overhead basically because we often say like one of our it's not an issue, um, but we always joke that, you know, most people, you know, one goes to work, the other one goes to work, they come home, they talk about their day. You know, what did you get up to today? Like, what's going on at work? Oh, how's that project you're working on? Blah, blah, blah. Whereas, of course, Keris and I work together, we live together, we work from home most of the time. We know the ins and outs of what each other's doing. My head's on the table. Um, <laughs> so we almost don't have that. And But a lot of the time, we do talk about work a lot, don't we? But sometimes we used to be a bit like, oh, is this a problem? Is this unhealthy? That we kind of, a lot of the stuff we discuss is work-related. But then I think there's almost like a moment where you almost accept it for what it is and actually embrace it because at the same time, it's always very exciting what we talk about. Because yeah, we're always talking talk about, about... what you feel passionate about. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. So, it's what we feel passionate about. It's what we believe in. It's what we want to achieve. It's all about goals. It's all about our future, the lifestyle we want to leave, et cetera, et cetera. Almost like the legacy we want to leave behind, et cetera. And because and we are in the business of helping people, it's always an exciting topic, isn't it? Yeah. So now I almost like, I don't see it as a bad thing. Whereas a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know that I could do what you, you guys do. You know, live together, work together. Um, but this 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 goes this goes back to other people out there. It's again, it's that you need that kind of like. I do think you need. You can be really, really different as people. We're really different as people, but you need kind of common objectives and common kind of passions in some way. Mm-hmm. And then they can be really different as well. So maybe it is that one of you is really passionate about you know a sport of some sort, and the other is really passionate about. I don't know, a hobby, creative hobby, photography, whatever it is, and you come back together and you talk, but you should be interested in what your partner has to say. That's something that I'm like, you still want to hear them. Now, don't get me wrong, I will waffle at you about, you know, like immune system cells and and, like like your eyes will glaze over at some point and you'll waffle at me about something like, I don't know, clothing or, you know, trainers or something that you're like so fascinated in detail where I'm like, okay, like you've lost me now. We laugh about it and we joke about it, but... 
just going back to like our, our favorite thing, I'm sure you guys listening have seen this before, is we, we talk about the plane overhead, which is when you can be in a conversation with someone. This happens to us with like strangers, with like family, with shopkeepers. And it's like someone talks at you about them. And we're really interested because we're like, can't tell them all, tell them all. Like we quite like yes. it, don't we? But then as soon as they go and ask you a question and then you answer, a plane goes overhead and their eyes just go up and that's it, you've lost them. And yeah, it's like, they're gone. And then we just look at each other and go, plane overhead. Yeah. <laughs> Let's See you later. <laughs> but it's, it's almost, that is what's happening to conversation a little bit. It's like if you ask someone to speak about themselves the, okay. the natural kind of back and forth of like you talk I talk you ask me a question I ask you a question I'm interested in you you're interested in me it's, it's dying and I don't mean it's, it's, this is not just partnerships now this is any conversation yeah but, but the point I was going to make or that I was kind of moving going to move on to when I mentioned work was that there is also a big thing in enjoying what you do for the most part, I think it's very rare that people are just like, I love my job, I'm like super excited to go to work every single day and la la la, yeah, I'm gutted when it's time <laughs> to go home. Like, but I love it when I know that someone loves what they do and they talk about their job with such passion and excitement and, and it kind of intrigues you and you're like, well, you know, what project are you working on at the minute? And you, it genuinely like interests you. How many people do you know of that? Huh? Just count them. How many people do you reckon that you've said, have said that? One, like not not loads. No, no, so I'm just saying but, that's yeah. a sad thing, isn't it? But, but I could count about three or four that I yeah, I'd probably count it on one hand. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. But my point is if if you do come across someone who doesn't like their job, very much dislikes their job and feels quite frustrated, stressed and, and, and whatnot, it becomes a conversation that you almost don't want to have because when you ask them about it, and, and I'll tell you a classic example for me is when I work with clients. It's probably similar to you. And, you know, like my personal training clients, and I'll have a little chat with them, you know, yeah, you have a little bit of a chinwag, you know, in between sets and whatnot. And you ask them about, you know, work and things they've been working on and this, that, and the other. But after a while, you do almost dread it if it is someone who despises their job because it's always the same conversation. And it's not a conversation you necessarily want to engage in because it's just very much like, you know, bosses still being a knob, you know, like, (laughs) I hate this project I'm working on. They're asking too much of me. And you kind of like lost count of how many times when that you said, maybe look for another job, you know, if you're this unhappy. And again, I suppose that kind of goes back to, you know, what you were saying earlier about, you know, if you've got that friend that's just kind of always, always on a downer. You know, after a while, you are a bit like, I don't know, I can, I don't know, I can do a meeting up with so and so, just <laughs> listening to them moan for an hour and a half about. It's hard, isn't it? Because I think someone actually asked me this question last week, and I thought, gosh, I should probably write a blog on this. But uh, they said, "Do you think you could be healthy if you hate your job?" And I was thinking, "Oh yeah, I remember that." Do you think you could be healthy if you hate your partner or the people that you live with or the environment you live in? I think all of it is is a really good question, and I'm not sure the answer is yes. <laughs> I don't think you be truly healthy. I think it's hard to be truly healthy. Well, we always say, the, don't we? But these drive other behaviours, don't they? 100%. So if you yeah. don't like coming home at night, the person you're coming home to or the environment you're coming home to, either you're not going to go home, you're going to stay out, probably not doing, you know, maybe you go to the gym, that's cool, but yeah. then you overtrain. <laughs> so, but, yeah. Or maybe you go out drinking and, and that's not that great consistently done yeah, either. Everything we do really is like, a, it's part of a pattern. And we always say it's never one thing. You know, and everything has the power to kind of have either a positive or a negative knock-on effect to kind of almost what's going to happen next. And it's like you say, you know, if you genuinely bloody well hate your job for whatever reason, you're going to wake up with 
a bad head on your shoulders. You probably want to eat crap food just for like a little bit of pleasure. You know, or like you say, you might go to the gym to absolutely beast yourself just to get like a, a hint of a endorphin, you know, rush. And, you know, that's not the way to, to start your day. And we always say, you know, yeah, sure, fair enough, this is easier said than done. But the reality is there comes a point where people are just like, you know what, I just can't listen to you moan about your job anymore. Either shut the hell up and bloody <laughs> deal with it or go and get another job. Like, and I know that sounds quite harsh, but I think it is true. Like, there's only so long someone can moan and moan and moan and moan and moan until someone goes. And to be fair, you know, we're talking about socialising here. We're talking about friendships. That there's a good friend. The one that tells you, listen, put a bloody sock in it. To be fair, fair, when people would hook up with us when we first went online and ran this business, they'd meet up with us and we would both be like, it's so hard. Like, it's just another level hard. We didn't know about the infrastructure. We didn't know about the kind of administration involved in it, the pressure, the time or anything. And it's like, but we've always been quite conscious of like, don't just talk about that. Like, you know, like, but and then we'd always kind of, you know, conscious of balance in, in that scenario when we meet up with people. Like, I want to hear about those. Also, because mm. me and you were like, can we just talk about something else as well? Like, <laughs> tell us what you're doing. You know, we want the yeah. distraction. But I think what's quite good, if you if you if you have listened to this and felt anything has kind of made you reflect or or kind of thought about things, I think there's lots of different kind of ways that you could take this information away and implement it. But I think the first thing that you have to do is one of the reasons that we let these there's a couple of reasons that the, 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 these social relationships end up kind of affecting our health, and it's because we've placed so much value and importance on them. And I think maybe just taking a, a moment to think first of all. Is that the right thing to do? Are they that important? But also to start to look at yourself because half the time we're relying on these relationships because we don't have the confidence to step away from them or mm. we don't have the belief in yourself to, to be able to go, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to adjust this relationship. I'm going to say, I don't have as much time as I used to because I'm doing this. So I'm just going to have to scale back or you know, not be on WhatsApp as much. So don't be offended if I don't reply, you know, maybe once mm. a week or something instead or once every couple of days. It's not that I've gone anywhere. I'm just kind of like, you know, busy sorting myself out. And I think having the confidence to do that, if that person reacts back at you and is offended and, and says, well, you're not there for me, da, 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 then it's that, that's something, that that's alarm bells for me. I'm kind of like, you know, a kind of good friend will understand. You and I are not suggesting that anybody lets anybody down, steps away yeah. from a person in need, a friend in need. But I think it's gotten out of control because of the fact that technology has connected us to all of our friends all the time. And I know for me personally, just keeping on top of all of those different things, email, WhatsApp, Facebook, my phone, there's just too many ways for people to contact me. And and, mm-hmm. and if, if I sat there and kept up with all of the groups, WhatsApp groups and things that I'm on and messages and things, me and you wouldn't get actually, actually sit down no. to talk to about 10 o'clock. And there have been nights I've done that where I've gone, I'm just going to nail them all. <laughs> and then I literally end up disappearing because this is a brilliant piece of information that someone gave me. Once you've cleared an email, once you've sent an email or replied to an email, chances are when you come back, there's going to be a reply. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like... Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> emails. Oh, shit, they're all replying now. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so it's WhatsApp and then your phone just goes ding, ding, ding. It's like... WhatsApp is the one thing I'm seriously wanting to come off, like if I could, because the com- way conversations play out on that thing, I'm just like, I've got lots of friends who've just had kids, they're at home, they are pinging those messages off all the time because they're like, about four of them have just breastfeeding, so they're like we're, constantly we're, on it all day. Yeah, and I'm that's like, it, like when you're part of an actual group, yeah, it's yeah. like you're, you're no longer just having a, a, 
a chat with one person all of no. a sudden there's like five or six year or more in the same group and you're like blimey you're trying to catch up on the conversation and then what I find weird with WhatsApp is almost whilst you're replying because you know the kind of pat, the thing with WhatsApp is and one of my clients said to me the other day they were like why do you send such long WhatsApp messages and I'm like well why send 10 really little ones <laughs> when you could just send one big one I don't understand and they try to explain to me why you do that WhatsApp is because you know people are like Hey, what are you up to? <laughs> yeah. I and, think I'm and, getting it wrong then. But then when I start to reply, what I said the problem was is you then start to reply to one of the things they've said, but then another message has come through. And then you, when you've pressed send, you've realised you haven't acknowledged that. Yeah. But then they're now already replying to yours, but then you're replying to the other part of the thing. Can you see so why? The... all of a sudden, the, the message is like, I don't know which bit I'm replying to now because there's just been all this crossover. This is contributing to killing the art of conversation. Well, here's the thing, right? It's not even just conversation. It's communication. And, you know, obviously, you go back, I don't know, 10 years before WhatsApp and, and all these ways to kind of instant message each other and see if someone's read a message and all of that. That's the best is best one. Oh, God, you know, because no. now That's it's always like, it? like, oh my God, they, they know I've read it. Ah, panic. But, the, yeah, tell but the truth. equally that you're also like, well, they read it and they haven't replied. Yeah. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, instant reflection and, on where you are in the, in well, yeah, the pecking ah, order. <laughs> yeah. But I, can, but I can see they've been online since then. <laughs> yeah. They've updated their status since then. They didn't reply to my message that they read two hours before. What's they going don't on? like me. <laughs> but my point is, is there was once upon a time when if you wanted to speak to someone, you either saw them or you picked up the phone. Yeah. But nowadays, it's like picking up the phone is almost like too much effort. And it's just like, I'll just ping them on WhatsApp. I'll send them a text. I'll send them a Facebook message, whatever it might be. And then people get all antsy because you haven't replied. But you know what it's like sometimes. You read something, you're like, oh, I'll get back to that or whatever because you're working, you know, actually earning your, earning a living. But because I have a lot of people that message me and I'm like, rather than keep going back and forth, I'm going to give them a ring. Yeah, but they just look at their phone but, in but, horror. But, They're like, oh, what is he ringing But then they don't answer. Like, <laughs> but you only just messaged me. Yeah, so and now you're not answering the phone. And it's like, oh, no, I can't actually bother to have a... A conversation on the phone. No, with but you. I think there's a genuine but fear of conversations developing. No, there is. That's like, what I'm saying. People are like, oh, but, but saying. It's like I don't want to have an actual conversation with you. The only person I just want to have a little back and forth on WhatsApp. There's a universal rule for, for most people. The only person they answer the phone to is mum. That's the universal rule. Well, to be fair, not even dad sometimes. The, the only two people that call me are you and my mum. <laughs> Occasionally, my nan. <laughs> and that's normally because she's done it by mistake. <laughs> But it's funny because they don't always get the kind of WhatsApp anyway, do they? I don't know. But anyway. My mum's now WhatsApp now. But, but this is... Oh, oh, that was funny enough. She said to me the other day, I messaged her, I replied to her WhatsApp. And I said, oh, sorry, mum, I'm only just seeing this now. And then my mum does this thing where she messages me, I message her back and then she calls me. <laughs> and I'm like, well, if you're going to call me anyway... <laughs> she's, just, just, she's checking you near your just, phone. Just, just, just call me. She's checking you near your Maybe. phone and then she rumbles you. But no, but here's the thing. So then she said to me, when I said, I've only just seen this, she went, oh, um, I thought on WhatsApp, when there was two ticks, it means you've read it. <laughs> and I was like, but to, I, I don't know, maybe someone can write in and correct me on this because I genuinely hadn't opened the message yet. Like when I replied to her was when I'd seen it, yeah. genuinely. Yeah, yeah. So, I was like, well, so I was like, well, I don't know. Like I'm literally just replying to you now because I've seen it now. 
maybe it's to do with like if you've opened the app, it acknowledges you've been in the app or something like that. I don't know. But the way you, but she's doing glasses. She's so doing she's double. She's <laughs> doing like this. She went, hmm. Like that, as if to say like, I don't trust you. Whatever. Like you're lying through your teeth. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe I'll Google it afterwards. Like, what, do, what do the blue ticks mean on, on, on WhatsApp? Because <laughs> um, to be fair, I think she's right. I always thought that once the blue ticks were there, it means they've read it. But that might, that could be wrong. It's anyway. just wrong, isn't it? It's so wrong. I mean, I think, but then it's right in some ways when you think I get amazing videos from family and like get to see videos of niece and friends, yeah. kids, and they come through and it's like, oh, I like watching them. But I kind of like to watch it in my time, not having someone going, she's read the message and she yeah. has not acknowledged it. You watch that, yeah. <laughs> but again, I suppose a few takeaways from us would be to kind of step back, look at your social health and the people that you are spending most of the time with. The last bit that I wanted to kind of talk about actually was also think about, we were having a bit of a chat about this today, that if you are quite a competitive person and maybe you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself and maybe in terms of maybe career goals, maybe training goals, maybe even nutrition, maybe even health, maybe like, I've got to get healthy, I've got to get rid of this <laughs> symptom. And we see that, don't we? We're like, you're driving this process so hard. <laughs> Hamish just come in because I did that voice. He's like, whoa, so what's going on? It's a little dog. If you are that sort of person, but then you spend time in environments with those people, how are you ever going to scale back and, and like actually take the pressure off yourself? So when people say to me, oh, you know, I've always been this way. I've always been uberly competitive in the gym. I've always like been kind of negative in terms of my body confidence or like relationship with myself had a kind of you know poor relationship with myself and I'm not very body confident and I, I beat myself up but then they spend time around a load of girlfriends that do exactly the same thing you know I definitely have friends who I hook up with and we never even look at each other and then I've got friends who I'm meeting and I say to you this person's going to judge me because she knows I'm a nutritionist she knows I'm a trainer she's going to judge me like uh, it's not, and that's women on women thing that I often see I've always mm. said that to you is that I, I feel more pressure from women than I do from male friends that, that I meet up with. So I think think about the people that you spend time with because are they driving some characteristics in you that you're actively trying to reverse or like actually adapt a little bit so that you don't put, you know, the same kind of, don't end up, you know, keep doing what you've always done essentially. So that's another thing. It's not that you don't spend time with them and, and ignore them, but it's like don't spend the majority of your time mm-hmm. with them or, or scale back. But I think a key take home is really you have to change your relationship with yourself and also your your kind of own state of mind and your own health and build a really solid foundation of, like we've just said, make sure you acknowledge what your needs are and, and kind of know your needs. I think that's a big part mm. of it, like stepping back, looking at all your friends, reflecting, and then accepting the situation for what it is, understanding what you really want and what you feel you really need, and then starting to do things that we've always talked about on all these podcasts, which is kind of eat nutritiously, support your health, get enough sleep. You can't think straight <laughs> when you, if you haven't got enough sleep for a start. And then start to put maybe some practices in place to build better social health. And a few things that I think are really beneficial from this, this kind of for this area of your life is to actually step away from if you are in you know, kind of a gym environment where it's all about like what you lift in, what do you look like, you know, what's your post-workout smoothie got in it, mm-hmm. what protein powder are you using now? If you step away from that environment and go and volunteer to work in a, you know, retirement home or go and help, you know, walk someone's dog who, you know, an elderly person can't get out anymore or, yeah. you know, go and volunteer for anyone else whose needs are so much greater than than what you're kind of perceiving to be important. I think that's really helpful. And yeah. And yeah, just just kind of step out of your normal social circle and go and spend time in the community with people who are genuinely in need of some help in some way 
and develop different social relationships and it will give you a different sense of purpose, a different sense of like, okay, these people value me for a different reason to where mm. I'm valued in, you know, be at work or where you're valued in the gym or something. But it's expectation as well, isn't it? Like in terms of, you know, what you might expect from your friends and what your friends expect from you. And it's being able to manage that, you know, without it causing a, a problem. Yeah. Because the thing is, it's all well and good saying, oh, you know, hang around with, you know, the right people and blah, blah, blah. But then you also have a responsibility as an individual to be that to those people. Yeah. To, to, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I feel that, like I mentioned earlier, like we've lost the art of communication yeah. in, in, in terms of how we communicate with one another. Like we're not we're not upfront with each other, you know, because it's too easy to hide behind a text message or yeah. WhatsApp yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. People can be very different in in, in those uh, in those kind of mediums of communication. Then, but, but what I mean is, is like you, you know what it's like. Yeah. If sometimes you can read a text message like completely wrong, <laughs> yeah, and get the complete wrong end of the stick. And I think I've mentioned to you before. There's a oh, those two comedians in America. Uh, they do like a little sketch on like they're having a text chat and how one of them has just completely got the wrong end of the stick and it's showing their reactions to reading each other's messages and one thinks it's a really kind of sweet conversation between two friends and the other one's getting really offensive, offended and worked <laughs> up. And, uh, yeah. and I think, gosh, it's so, so true. But again, if you just picked up the phone you know, you would have worded it exactly how you meant it rather than it being read a certain way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. um, even like your tone of voice and even kind of explaining. I think if you confidently, and I, I, like I do plan to do this at some point, confidently step forward and went, guys, I've got enough WhatsApp. Yeah. I haven't got time for it, you know. And ev- I think everyone would be like, fair play, yeah, you know. But if you're like, I'm so, so sorry, guys. Da, 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 da. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, Look, I've tried. and I've da, da, da. It's like when you make up 20 excuses, everyone knows you're lying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean? yeah. Whereas if you just confidently step forward and say, well, one, of, one of my friends recently did it on Facebook and said, I'm going to come off Facebook. And the reason being, I'm spending half my night with FOMO, looking at everybody else. And, and one thing I know, having worked with so many different clients, it's like, my goodness, what you see on there is, you know, it's, it's the highlight reel and stuff. But it doesn't bother me because I, I get to see what most people are going through. So I'm like, that oh, don't bother me. I know most people have got, yeah. you know, kind of other stuff going on. But some people I didn't realise are genuinely swayed by it. And this is school friends I spoke to have said, everyone's life's perfect, isn't it? And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, you can't but... honestly believe that. Like, honestly, just just go deep. Go and ask them some questions. Ring them. Pick up the phone and ring them. And they will not stop talking about this and that and this and that. And this. But all you see is beautiful child, beautiful car, beautiful home. You know, like, yeah. that's what you see. But deep down, there's so much politics and stuff going on. Family politics, friends politics, whatever it might be, work politics. But if you do it very confidently, if you're like, nope, this is better for me and I'm going to do this, everyone will respect you for it. And who knows, maybe the landline will be back by 2019. What is it, like, the only way to... Communicate. My mum wants well, us to get a landline. Well, we, well I was just saying, we, we don't even have one. We haven't yeah, had a landline for... Like, get a landline. And you can turn that bloody phone off. That's what it's, true. <laughs> it's true, to be fair. It'd be like because the, then uh, you would shut off, wouldn't you? And then you could literally turn... As in turn internet off, turn the... And then you would not be going online. But then you wouldn't be able to watch telly either, would you? But it's weird, because me, me and my best mate, we only really communicate via phone. You speak, don't you, though? You don't actually do much text or anything. No, that's what, yeah. that's what I was saying. By, by phone, is it? Yeah, but you can text on a phone. Yeah, don't bloody hell. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> call. A call, yeah. phone call. Yeah. You know, like, we very rarely send a text or a WhatsApp to each other. Like, yeah. very, very rarely. It might be 
we might do it if it's like a just a random in the moment thing, like if he's bought a new car or something like that. He'd be like, I oh, check this out or whatever. Yeah. But nine times out of ten, like we'll, we call each other, you know, and we have like a chat over the phone and, and and we go from there. And that's how we've always been because when we were a bit younger and I was more like into texting, like if I texted him, he'd call me straight back. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Because it'd be like, oh, you know, our oh, Matt's contact me. Let's have a chat. And he never really done the whole texting thing. Yeah. So then he got to the point where I was like, well, there's no point texting him because he won't text me back. He'd probably just call me back. So I might as well just call him anyway. Yeah. And we'll have a chat on the phone type thing. And But that's just how it is. And, you know, talking about relationships, like, my, you know, my best mate is my best mate, obviously. But we don't speak all the time. There's other people we probably socialise with more within our friendship circle than we do one another but to me he's still my best mate yeah. you know like we went to school together you know like and we, we've always like been like best mates ever since then and I was best man to his wedding I think he'd be best man to mine well he will be I'll ask him whether he'd accept or not I don't know he'd be like you never called me <laughs> yeah <he kept> texting <laughs> I'm not, me I'm not your best friend anymore um, but it's, I think it's important to mention that there's like with everything because we're connected socially that became for a while, I don't think it is anymore, but that for a while became a bit competitive. Like, how many friends have you got? You know, how many people like your post, that kind of thing. And, Would, and again, it's different for us because we run a business on there. But one thing that we always try and do as a business is that we're not really concerned with likes. We're concerned with the quality of the content that we put out there. And it's exactly the same for your friendships. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many you have. And I always say, if, you can, if you've got like yeah. three or four, even one, Good friend. Yeah. It is all you need. Like, I well, mean, to be fair, when, when I say he's my best mate, he's my only mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He ain't got a choice. Yeah. He's the only one. <laughs> but it's the quality of those friendships is so much more important, yeah, and you'd be better investing time in that, and you know, like making sure you've got these enduring friendships that but that you, you know mean a lot, rather than trying to have several lots. Of, you know, you know, be the popular one. And but you know what? I think it's easy to you know, like people like send you friend requests on Facebook and, and, and whatnot and you have the choice of whether obviously you accept or decline. Instagram and stuff's a bit different because it's a case of like, you know, they follow you, you don't necessarily follow back, so to speak. But of late, I have found myself unfriending people on Facebook, not in a bad way, like, oh, you know, I don't want to be your Facebook friend anymore. It's not, there's no drama, but it's more like sometimes if I see a post of someone who I'm like, do you know what, I actually have no idea who you are. I can't remember where I met you, if I met you. Chances are I didn't. It's just like a Facebook thing. And if the, if it's if I start seeing a pattern in people's posts where it's like like a pouty selfie or just really kind of oh, yeah. too triad, I'm just like, okay, this offers no value to me. Like, I don't, I don't know you. I have no obligation to stay friends with you on Facebook. And it is just like a little bit of a clear out, yeah. you know, and I just unfriend them. And I'm just like, whatever. My, mine is multi-level marketing. If I see any well, juice pills or, you know, shake diets or try well, this. Well, oh, my God, I transform God, how my How many health? times do you accept oh. a friend request from someone because yeah. you've got like a load of mutual friends and then, you know, within five minutes you've got an inbox message. Hey, like, hey we're, we're interested in the Do you know about thing? this fantastic opportunity? <laughs> yeah. like, oh, bore off. Unfollow or unfriend, whatever. Block, block. Well, sometimes, you know, I just unfollow people because it means I just don't see their trash on my feed. You know, and I'm just like, you know, this person's just got too much drama in their life. I don't want to be seen about this. But now I'm just like, I'm just going to unfriend. I've got no obligation to remain Facebook friends with them. Yeah, if yeah. they want to me- message me or whatever and reach out and be like, why did you unfriend me? I'd be like, well, 
when was the last time we engaged in any kind of communication? Like, yeah. just means, you know, like we're, we're not really friends. We were just like Facebook connections. And same with Instagram. You know, I've just been unfollowing some people because I'm like, you know what? You don't actually add any value to me. If somebody deletes you as a friend, this is another thing I've had friends tell me about. It. So-and-so deleted me with no explanation whatsoever. You've got to start saying, so what? So what? You have to start saying that over and over again because all sorts of, I mean, if you want to reach out and go, sorry, did I offend you? It's happened to us loads. And we're like, first we're like, oh my gosh, I've been deleted. Did I do something? And interestingly, friends have kind of come forward and said, well, you know, I just couldn't stand seeing all your stuff about exercising and eating well when I was not exercising and not eating well, you know. And it's like, I never realised that I was having that. I was trying to, like, share for the greater good. I wasn't trying to, you know, make people feel bad about themselves. But no, again, it's all about, you know, that, that's but what social media think... is. But what I was going to say was, if you if that happens, say so wet. But so, so wet. So wet. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what? But, like, again, it's not... A reflection on you and necessarily but but by all means reach out and ask anyway i can't repeat the same thing there but i do see that people are like mm. oh what have i done what have i done what have I, you know it's, it's you know it, it can really derail people i'm like don't well yeah you, you almost like you, you do take it personal but, but if it meant that much to you you like i say you would contact that person or what you that's what you should do yeah because again that's how you communicate yeah, yeah but if you're not willing to do that then just be like whatever Okay, they unfriended me. Facebook like, is so like what? a giant playground in some ways, isn't it? Where it's but like I'm all for popular social people media. and unpopular people. Of course you have. Like, course you have. And, and there's, there's so many people out there who I just think like I, I'm all for social media. I have met some amazing people through Facebook. And when I say met as well, still some of these I've not met in person. Yeah, I could still turn around and say, Do you know what? they're a good person. Yeah, yeah. Even though I've never met them, I could be completely wrong. I'm just basing it on what I see. You know, I've had complete strangers, like, reach out to me, you know, like, and, and just say, like, some really amazing stuff. And and you're like, gosh, like, they didn't need to do that. What, like, you've got nice biceps? Or... You know, uh, <laughs> you, you've got amazing guns. <laughs> um, Can no, I buy like, you a drink? <laughs> it, was, it was like a, like someone, like, reached out once to tell me about... Uh, you know how like my, like my post had like really inspired them like a, a really like low moment or something like that and and that they were really really appreciative you know and it's and that's obviously it makes you think like gosh like I'm you don't realize that even though someone hasn't necessarily told you at the time the opportunity to have an impact on someone's life to what might be to you something really innocent as just sharing a workout or yeah. a video yeah, talking yeah. about a particular subject like you don't know what impact that might have on someone. Yeah. Equally, the opposite is true. I don't think anyone puts content out there to make anyone feel bad about themselves, like you've just said. But we often talk about your mindset at that moment that you view something will completely decide... Your interpretation of it. Yeah, how it yeah. makes you feel. Because if you're, I don't know, let's say, for example, you worked your ass off to try and get a promotion at work or you've been applying for job after job after job after job with no success and then all of a sudden on this particular day when you're frustrated you're down you're doubting yourself you know am I am I ever going to get a job you know am I good enough you know questioning all these things and then you go on there and in that particular day you see a few friends of yours who are just like just got that promotion at work just got my dream job or whatever they're your friends let's assume they are actual real friends and you you might be like 
do you know what? I'm pleased for them as a friend, but at the same time, I just don't need to see this shit today. And it makes you probably feel even worse about yourself. They didn't say, I've got my dream job to make anyone feel bad. No, 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 no. They've announced it because it's, it's a big deal to them. your situation changed your... But your situation, your kind of like headspace at that time, whereas if you was in your dream job already, you'd probably go like, that's bloody amazing. Congra- it, congratulations, I'm so pleased with you. A massive takeaway from that point though is that, you know I just said, so Facebook is kind of like the giant school playground. The difference being it was compulsory to go to school. It's <laughs> not compulsory to be up on Facebook at any time other than when you want to check out what Fit Food have put out there. But <laughs> what nice. you could just, firstly, obviously, be on there less. Choose the time you go on there and certainly don't go on there if you're not feeling that good. Yeah. I definitely pull back. I just know when I'm like, I have so much to do today. I feel slightly overwhelmed. Why don't I strike on Facebook and go and look at all the people that are nailing everything and like running really like usually successful businesses yeah. and make myself feel inadequate? Like but, I actually now actively say, stay in the moment, keep your phone off, get your to-do list out, write it all down and start working through it. And then when I feel calmer in control, like then I'll kind of go on because we have to as a business. But then I'll also kind of there's certain people I follow and certain people that you can edit who you're looking at, edit but, your news, but I suppose those the, kind of things. The thing is, is as you do. I mean, because the opposite can be true in that sometimes I'll be on social media and I'll just see, excuse me, like see a video that just inspires the hell out of me. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's almost like, gosh. I mean, how many times do people. That's why you need to edit your newsfeed. Yeah, we need to edit your newsfeed. And and I think you just need to manage who you follow. Because if you're starting to see a pattern between, do you know what? Actually, that person makes me feel bad about myself more so than they do make me feel good about myself. Yeah. Maybe I should unfollow that person. And again, chances are it's down to how it's your perception of you. It's not that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you still need to manage that because if, if that's the effect it's having on you, maybe that's someone you follow in the future when you're in a better headspace, better frame of mind, in a better place, you know, whatever it may be. I'd like to say the same for our followers. Like if we don't add to your day, you know, be it, if we don't just put like a little smile on your face, make you laugh, maybe inspire you to go and train that day, motivate you to cook a recipe from scratch and... Inspire you to rest that day. Well, funny enough, I had a messenger (laughs) whatever day it was, I went to the, I think it was Saturday, and I put up on Instagram stories saying how, like, I'm I'm injured, like, my knee's, like, hurting me at the minute. I was, you know, it was going to be mainly upper body, but I didn't really do a hell of a lot of actual training at the gym. It was predominantly mobility work some soft tissue work some stretching because I felt that's what my body needed and I'd done a little spiel on you know recovery restorative work longevity and someone messaged me and was like this couldn't have come at a better time I'm injured at the moment been feeling a bit sorry for myself and just wanted to do nothing this has inspired me to actually be proactive and try and aid my recovery yeah. like thank you and I was like boom you know and that makes me feel amazing because I'm like I've I've added value to someone's day whereas you know, like, I, I, I actually would, saw a post by someone, a celebrity who's very into fitness saying, I don't, having a rest day today, but I don't like posting this because it's not very inspirational. And I, I literally facepalmed and I was like, you don't even know how inspirational mm, that about. is to post that you're having a rest day is so important. But again, like, that to me is someone putting their hands up that I'm, I'm bullshitting you because... Well, no, it's just no, they don't no, understand no, the value of what no, it would they, mean to say I'm having a rest being, day. But they're being selective. Yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah. I'm only going to post me training like a nutter because <laughs> yeah. I think that's what's going to inspire you. Yeah, yeah. I can't be seen as having a rest day, yeah, yeah. even though I'm having one. Yeah. You know, and, and but I, also to not just not understand the holistic perspective of, you know, 
you've got both ends of the spectrum. Some people need to train more and some people need to train less. So either way, you're helping loads of people if you say, I'm training today, and if you say, I'm not training mm-hmm. today. So, you know, but anyway. No, but I think, you know, the whole point of this episode was about... Social health. Social health. Which could and be, we just said, in person in and person, online. Online. Someone you've met online and maybe in person, someone you're friends with online but have never met yeah. and they live in the other side of the world. Like, But this all plays a role. And I think everyone's idea of what having a good social life is and like you know there was once upon a time when your social life was very much in person whereas now it is both and it's just the way it is and I don't think there's anything wrong with that so long as you it's it's managed it's gonna make you live longer not shorter well (laughs) as long as as it's working for you and and not against you and it's you know there's more there's more pros than there is cons then happy days but you know maybe assess it you know don't feel an obligation to continue being facebook friends with someone you know the unfollow button is a pretty magical button because (laughs) they don't get offended because you've unfriended them but you don't see any of their drama happy days so when they say did you see my facebook you can genuinely say no i didn't because you don't follow them (laughs) no i didn't know what happened um you know and 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 same with your, your your circle of friends you know like it's just manage it you know be that person that you want them to be to you as well you know yeah, it doesn't work absolutely. one way because yeah, i always yeah. think you know that expression of oh you are the five people you hang around with but then you are potentially part of the five people that they hang around with <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you need yeah. to make sure that you're being that person as well be the change you want to see yeah, yeah you know so i think there's some value in there somewhere i'm hoping so if not Maybe. skip to episode 108 <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's doing scientific in 108 <laughs> maybe no one's even listening now <laughs> but they've already, they've already like oh, i've got a board of this one what's that looking at planes <laughs> right guys i hope you did enjoy the episode and we will see you over in episode 108 and as always please leave us a review if you haven't done so already and um subscribe to the podcast share it all of that the usual and yeah we'll see you in the next episode see ya